My name is Damali Sali and I welcome you to this episode of the Ideation Corner. The Ideation Corner is a space where ideas are discussed and dissected and today I host Wendy Namfo. Wendy is the Country Operations Coordinator for Jumo, which is a financial technology company. Jumo partners with companies to provide savings, lending and insurance products to entrepreneurs who are based in emerging economies such as Uganda and anyone with a mobile phone can access their products. Jumo, since launching in 2015, has served over 16 million customers in Africa and in Asia. In Africa, they are based in Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, Zambia, and Ghana, while in Asia, they are based in Pakistan. This makes Jumo the largest financial technology company on the African continent. 60% of the customers who access Jumo's products are medium, small, and micro-sized enterprises. And today I'm very happy to have Wendy who is going to speak to us more about Jumo. Wendy. Thank you, Damali. <laughs> and thank you for agreeing to speak to me today. Very delighted. All right. So um, I, before the 40 Days 40 Fintechs initiative, I had never heard of Jumo. And Jumo being the largest financial technology company on the African continent, I was surprised that I had never heard of your products. And yet it appears that your products are actually impacting quite a lot. So can you tell me a little bit more about Jumo, especially for the benefit of those who have never heard of Jumo? Um, so from what you actually said on the company profile, Jumo is a full technology stack for building and providing financial services. So technically what we do is use data science and machine learning to be able to create a financial, a financial infrastructure. And from some of the the stack that we use, we use an advanced data engine that uh, organizes the data. And then we also use some of end-to-end um, -end banking technology. We also use a platform, a flexible platform, for to be able to provide these products. So if those three um, things are put together, we are able to provide a very lean banking technology that provides financial services at a very minimal cost, or at least well, lesser than um, at at least a fraction of what the bank uh, charges to different customers. So, um, if we look at some of the things, products and services uh, Jumo has provided, for example, in Uganda, we have the Wewole product, mm -hmm. and it, we partner with uh, Airtel on the Airtel Money platform to be able to produce this product. I'm pretty sure you've had a place of Wewole. Yes, and I, have, I have had a Wewole, definitely. Yes. <laughs> so with Wewole, um, what we do, we partner with banks or uh, MNOs, the mobile network operators, to be able to provide these products. And this can include um, savings, lending, and insurance products. In Uganda particularly, we're doing a lending product. Um, we do partner with banks. Um, to provide the finances and with the mobile network operators to provide the customers because they have a very big reach. For example, in, um, in Uganda, we have about 28 million subscribers on mobile money. So it's already a really big reach. Like we have people, uh, people actually using phones and that's where we can be able to use that channel to reach them. So our wallet product is accessible via USSD. Uh, someone just has to dial star 185 hash and be able to access the product when they qualify. Uh, we give them the money, we disperse that loan onto their mobile money wallet or account. And after that, 
the product, the Wewole product that we are offering um, charges, we offer a loan starting from less than 1,500 going to 800,000. Mm -hmm. It's progressive, so it might start small, but it keeps going on as, um, as the product keeps growing. That's less than a dollar. You start off with something less than a dollar. Yes, less than a dollar, but something that ends up going to about what's 800,000 USD, <laughs> okay. or 800,000 Ugandan shillings. Okay. Um, so with loan terms of 7, 14, 30 days, but now because of the pandemic, we do understand that our customers were definitely having trouble in repaying these loans, and we extended our loan term to 60, to 30 and 60 days mm -hmm. to enable them or have that flexibility and confidence and comfort on paying that loan as when they can actually be able to pay it. Um, the cost uh, of the loan is very affordable to a customer. Um, so it's definitely cheaper than when I go to a bank to ask for a loan. And probably a bank will not give you a loan. Your that customers, I don't think, will be assessing <laughs> such a loan bank. <laughs> exactly. I don't think they meet the criteria. Exactly. And also with the, this loan, they're, you know, they're not secured. They, you don't need any collateral or paperwork. No one's going to ask you for your ID or anything. You as, you know, let's say Damali, you can just get your phone and do it in private. And people don't want to talk about their finances. I don't want to take out a loan from a bank and come and go like, hey, yeah, I took, I took out a loan. <laughs> uh, it's going to be more like, you know, it's a private thing. If I asked you, for example, how much money do you have on your account? I won't tell you. Exactly. <laughs> so that privacy where someone just uses their phone when they need the money and it's able to be accessed, it's, it's, it's been very um, important for our clientele. And then after that, the repayment comes in. Someone can choose to pay either before on the due date. The repayment for our Wewole product here is manual. So someone has to dial the star one five hash again. We remind them, of course, during the journey that this is when your loan is due. So then they actually pay back. Also, you're not like these, because uh, I've, I've, I've accessed other products where on mobile money where you, you borrow, and then as soon as you get money, if someone else sends you money, they take the credit, they take the cash off, in fact, you don't even access it. And it could be that I'm not ready to, to pay, at that point, maybe I have some other thing to do. Your product doesn't do that. Uh, no, we don't do that. So we, the customer, pays out of their own will. And you know, let's say for example, you receive money. The people we're serving don't have uh, a lot of, let's say, disposable income on them all the time. Someone um, makes a bit of money. They're paid. They probably are in an emergency and already took out a loan from us. It's due. They don't have money. I send you money, and it's taken away. What am I going to do as a person who's been waiting to, you know, to take, let's say, a child in hospital, mm -hmm. to pay tuition for my child, or to add some little capital in my business? What am I going to do? So it's a bit of an interference. But then we give you um, the authority to pay back. And we have actually seen that it works mm -hmm. because what our customers do at that point is we remind them that you need to pay back your loan they pay back the loan and we've seen our collections going to almost 90 percent uh, plus on uh, like a correction uh, collection rate sorry that is higher than the banks get with um, the formal lending That's yeah way higher. so like people pay back mm -hmm. so people do pay back um, the loans uh, which is which is quite good <laughs> <laughs> of course because you you know you make more money then that way yeah. when they pay back but I think maybe maybe what I'm taking from this is that the responsible lending maybe that explains why you don't necessarily advertise your product yes so. yes that is very true we don't advertise our products because we use data to score these customers we the data that we have is what we can be able to create a scorecard or play around with if, um, uh, technically so 
if I don't have data, let's say your personal data, uh, your personal data, let's say from like Airtel, how will I be able to score you? But how will I be able to tell um, another person that you are not able to qualify because you don't have data? So it's all that. Um, let's. Uh, I, I don't want to call it hindrance. Oh, but there's all that communication. If someone tells another person that yeah, you know you can qualify and that's so you can't qualify and that's okay. But then if it's all out there for everyone to see that. Yes, there's this product, but that you can't I can't get. It. Yeah, it's it's like telling you, hey, here's uh, you know, <laughs> it's like swinging the ball in your in your face. <laughs> but like you can't access there's it. money, but you can't access it. <laughs> and so, but then it really gets back to also responsible lending. We mm -hmm. don't want to make people who actually don't need to get money want to get money because if you qualify as the money, but you don't need to get money to go buy something, mm -hmm. uh, why would you then get that money? But if I tell you, hey. Mm -hmm. There's fifty thousand for you there. Mm. You Do don't need it. But I'll You're gonna be like, okay, I'll take <laughs> yeah. it. So we, we try to to just give the people that we think, you know, at that point qualify. Mm -hmm. And throughout our journey, um, when we throughout our journey, we customize our customer journeys for a particular customer. We customize it for you. So you might qualify for this amount of money, I might qualify for a different amount of money, uh, depending on what our data says, of course. And with that we are able to say, okay, every time we offer Damali 20,000 shillings, between, let's say, 1,500 and 20,000, she takes out 20. Mm -hmm. She when takes the offer, maximum. Yeah, when we offer her 50. She'll take the 50. The 50. <laughs> when we offer her 70, she <laughs> takes the 70. So with, with that kind of um, behavior, we're like, okay, is it that we're giving Damali very little money? Mm. Or is it enough? Is mm. it should we should we educate Damali? And that's where the financial literacy comes in because we need to let you know that hey, we're giving you this money because yes, your data says we, you qualify for this amount of money. However, please, you know, do you need it? Borrow responsibly. Mm -hmm. Take it for what you need it for. Like for if you if we give you seventy, but you needed something for fifty, take the fifty. Don't indebt yourself. So that kind of education, and you mm. see that when customers their loan amounts keep growing, mm. you, we realize that they actually understand how the product works. You actually see people, you offer them a little bigger amount of money, but they take what they can actually afford. Okay. Which that, and that financial good. literacy, is that also a service that you do provide to your customers? You actually educate them about? So it's not a service, we, we do it as part of uh, the product. To be able to understand better our customers, we mm. know that these, in the markets that we serve, mm. they don't know these things. Yeah, of course. So they would, I, I, for I, our I product to be able to work, mm well and for us to understand even our customers better we teach them we teach them that this is how we do things because they, no one else has taught them this kind of thing um so it just helps the education mm. of course after they are aware of what you know how they should manage their finances what they should do it increases our repayment okay rate. oh yeah okay yeah. you're doing, doing it for the repayments um which is a good thing <laughs> We were talking earlier and you walked me through this journey because um, I'm a bit ignorant of your products. So you walk me through this journey where, uh, first of all, you rely on the, say, for example, in Uganda, the Airtel data, which will tell you, okay, Demali is a customer and she's been a customer for three months and, you know, these are her mobile money transactions and this is a, her profile and therefore she qualifies. And then she qualifies to the next, to the next, to the next. Walk, walk us through that journey. Um, so... When we get the data, we score it. And after that, we'll let Damali know, hey, you qualify for this amount of money, X amount of money, 
for uh, for where we're alone. Mm. And you're doing that through Demali's mobile phone. She gets a message. Yes. So we, we get a message on your number. We send you a message on the number. At that point, you dial star one five star one eight five hash. Um, press option eight for where we're And that you be able to accept the terms and condition, opt in, and then you'll be able to actually uh, type in the amount of money that you want. Mm. And it's instant. I get it instantly. We we immediately deposit that money in less than a minute on your account, on your ma money account. Mm -hmm. And from, you know, you can always withdraw it. You can always, you know, pay for a service through the mobile, uh, through the mobile money with the different services that we can now pay on the platform. Um, yeah. And then so how do I get to the next level? Because you, you, you so told me about seven levels. Uh, so now what happens after that, after you finish uh, taking out a loan, of course you use the money for whatever you're using it. And then we have in-loan messages that we keep sending to our customers, just like a reminder of, you know, this is a, this, you're gonna be paying back in a week's time, or you're gonna be doing this, or, you know, uh, borrow responsibly, like different marketing messages that just kind of encourage the customer to know uh, what to do. And after that, then we go to the repayment. So if they pay back on the due dates, that's good, they can be able to qualify for another loan. If they are late, and of course due to different circumstances, no, I don't think anybody just intends to just not want to pay, um, then we charge them a 10% penalty. Mm -hmm. So let's say if it's seven days, we still give your customer a grace period and say, you know what, uh, probably there's something, you know, they just didn't get the money. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we try to be, even though we're using technology, we try to be as human because these products that we, we are giving out or delivering for human beings. So things can happen, things can change. So we give them a grace period of about two days and then we put the 10% penalty fee. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, um, you know, when they pay back eventually, then they can be able to qualify for another loan. Depending oh, they, oh on you the don't disqualify them never no, 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 to access no, 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 your loans no, 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 ever no, no, again? No, no, no. Okay. no we don't That's disqualify good. them. Mm. They can be able to qualify again next time. Maybe not immediately mm. if they try again. Or it may affect the loan amount you get the next time because mm -hmm. you know the thing is with the with the with the data and the the kind of data that we use, it will say, okay, we gave you twenty thousand last time, you had a problem paying back. Mm -hmm. That's what, like four or five dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. What What was the problem? Was it that? I do mean, you speak to the customer then? Do, do you get to understand? We from get the customer? as much insights okay. from the customer as we can because we it's, it's the only way you can be able to provide a product like that. We need to we need to be as close to the customer as possible, and that goes across all the business functions. So at that point, we know someone did not, was not able to pay back because of ABC. If it's something that maybe we get them a bigger loan than they could afford, mm -hmm. then maybe should we give them a smaller loan next time? So your loan amount might go a bit yes. down okay. but then it doesn't stop you from progressing so it all depends on how you use the mobile money services again the data from let's say airtel mm -hmm. but also how you repay your repayment history your repayment behavior mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean if you're let on loan number two mm -hmm. you're gonna it means it doesn't mean you won't ever you're blacklisted no 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 <laughs> we we're trying to okay that's good, that's good to know we're trying to move um uh, to move financial inclusion as much as possible. So if it's about blacklisting, mm. then, I mean, You're what's the point? Yeah, okay. yeah, what's the point? So, okay, hypothetically, I'm a wonderful, you know, repayment person. And I, you, I gave you, you gave me loan one, and I repaid back on time. You set it with the $1, and then we go up to $5, payment two, and I pay on time. Then I move to the next level, which increases my amounts. So what happens to the topmost level, the, your prime customers who have been repaying all their money on time so 
being a new product and with the technology it's always emerging things always come up we we don't stop thinking we're always going like what is best for our customer so let's say you hit the 800,000 um point mm -hmm. What are we going to do for you? That's like $250. Yes, what are we going to do for you? And we find that in other markets, we've, we've thought of, um, we've actually implemented installment loans. So what we were talking about is an access loan that is here and also in other markets. So we end up introducing installment loans. So we're thinking, okay, so Damali has been a very good customer, has been able to pay back until 800000 We have noticed that there's a particular trend at as at when Damali is taking out this 800,000, what should we do next for her? How better can we serve them? Is it enough? Is it working out? What is the, what, what are the terms she's paying it at? And with that information all put together, we say, what other product can be best suitable for you? And then it comes back to the point, know who you're serving. So we're like, okay, um, maybe we should try giving Damali um, 2 million shillings. It's in a particular, in three months time, she's taken out a loan of, let's say, 800, 800, 800, you know, mm, let's give, yeah, let's give Damali the whole total or slightly less and give her three, three months of repayment. So it's the same amount or less, but in, in a longer yeah, repayment period. Yeah, but probably you've been taking it out on that particular, like pay back, take out, pay back. That means maybe you're doing something that you need more money at the same time. So we want to empower you, let's say if you, you know, people usually need like a lot of capital to start businesses and stuff like that. So we try it and say, and we do this prototype test and ask our customers, how better can we serve you? So we will look at a certain set of customers depending um, on, of course, different variables. And we'll ask you, um, how better can we serve you? We do focus groups, we do EPS surveys. We what are those? So these are surveys, just like um, we send you like a message and ask what you think about the product. How better can we serve you? And we do this every twice a year. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where we actually get that whole idea where our customers are saying, give, please give me more money and mm -hmm. more time. Mm -hmm. And we know, we look at all that data, we see if it makes sense, and then we actually provide a product with a test and then we can roll it out. So instrument loans will go for 60 and 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, of course, with different repayment dynamics, you can automatic deduction of money, like on, on the particular instrument date as agreed with the customer and yeah. Okay. So fr from what I'm hearing, okay, there's a lot of financial inclusion. You're partnering with uh, currently Airtel Money for Uganda, but what happens to the other customers who are who still need financial inclusion, but they're on a different network? Yeah, that's that's a challenge. And um, if in reference to the forty days, forty fintechs uh, panel discussion that we had, it's something that I think only interoperability would be able to resolve, because. If I'm only using one data stream, that means I, it's already limiting. And if we had um, an alternative source of data, let's say I can plug in whatever you're registered, mm. you're registered in what network, or you're registered with what bank, but as long as I can be able to get some information about you, I should be able to design something for you. Mm. So uh, that's why I, I thought that you know, interoperability will be a game changer because we can tap into that and provide a product for the other people. But before we go that far, we're actually looking to launch a product with MTN. Ah, nice. Yes. Yeah, so, because <laughs> I'm on MTN, maybe I could become your client. <laughs> you should. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it, would it be the same type? It's, it's a Wewole type where, probably a different name, but anyway, it will be designed the same way to get to people who currently cannot have actually a bank loan. 
Uh, yes, the kind of clientele we're reaching out to is definitely that. Like I mentioned earlier, 28 million subscribers, these are between Airtel and MTN. So if we've reached a certain segment of that 28 million, we want to, have, we want to reach out to the rest of the people. Who, and we know how Uganda is. Um, most of the people are unbanked or are not using any kind of uh, formal finance or don't even have access to it. And with that being known, we, we need to find a way. And if mobile money has created that way for, for us to reach these customers, if that's the only form of finance they, are, they have, um, have access to, then we need, to, we need to use that channel. We need to exhaust all the different channels that there is, and the ones that will come in the future will definitely come up with a way to exhaust those to be able to provide uh, financial, to improve financial inclusion. Okay. So, so I can see, sorry, go on. Did I interrupt you? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I was just thinking, um, quite impressive what um, I think MNOs have done. I don't what know if you've had uh, the Mobile Talk Operators. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes. I I'm quite impressed with that what they've done to take on the concept of uh, tiered KYC. So what is that? Tiered KYC is just using the most minimal kind of documentation to be able to put someone onto a platform. So when you look at um, making the national ID here as the formal form of identification, you, I mean, you're cutting people out. No, yeah. we, we are including them because now everyone has an ID. Most people, you cannot do anything in Uganda without a, a okay. national ID. You can't open up a bank account. You can't withdraw money somewhere on a different... Anything you're registering for. You're buying land. You're, anything you're registering for, even at minimal cost, mm -hmm. as long as you need to be a part of that, you need a national ID. And it's the only one requirement that mobile money needs. Okay. Or to get a SIM card. Mm -hmm. And the moment you get a SIM card, you already have uh, an account, a mobile money account. And it's that easy. Mm. So I, I feel like it's, it's important because that's already, you know, even if you're not taking out a loan yet, you already have access to a certain kind of savings, at least transactional mm. account that is in your name. Yes. And for a, a company like Jumo, you rely on we that. already have We already have data on you. We can be able to design something for you. Okay. So, so, so okay, now I, I can see you've partnered quite a lot with the mobile networks, which you're very happy about, clearly. <laughs> you get access to all these customers instantly and you, you're able to use the data actually to your advantage to, to then include them but have you thought about partnering with banks say Stambic Bank and to, to get to, to get your customer to the next level your prime customer who's come from borrowing one dollar to twenty dollars to 100 250 which is the maximum that you get 250,000 uh, sorry 250 dollars which is about eight hundred thousand dollars how do you get that customer to the next point where how do you connect now the customer to the banking sector which is very risk of us but you know we need that because we know the banking sector cuts out the informal sector quite a lot so how do you narrow that gap um that is something we already do in other countries partnering with banks and um we we cannot provide the products that we pro provide without partnerships so i be, i know banks have been very skeptical with this particular class of um, clientele because of the normal traditional banking um, methods or uh, ideologies. So what we do is, let's say in, um, in let's say Zambia, Ghana, we're already partnering with banks like ABSA. Um, we've partnered with Let's Sugar. We've also partnered with EcoBank to be able to actually give loans to these people. And what, we, what Jumo does is we improve the efficiencies of cost and operation. Mm -hmm. So 
in the already existing financial services in the particular ecosystem. So with this particular model, we have been able to reduce the cost of reaching the unbanked customer by 10%. Mm -hmm. Ideally, if a bank was doing it by itself, reaching a customer who is unbanked would mean go to Karamoja, set up a bank, educate these people. Um, they have to come, they, I mean, they have to come to the bank, start saving with you, apply for a loan. It, you know, like the cost of that, for the if bank. you had to divide it for each one particular customer that will actually come in, it's expensive. Uh, how sure are we are uh, they're going to pay back? What are they doing anyway? So those are things that Jumo actually concentrates on. So we deal with that particular problem uh, and say, okay, these are the customers who, that are unbanked. The bank wants to reach them. Um, they do not have the capacity or the resources. They could be there, but it's crazy expensive. So what we do, we, we look at that and, and push for that. So we are able to connect the partners and our customers from wherever they are. You don't have to walk into a bank to do this. So that's how the partnerships work with the banks and with the technology that we have, we, we push for that, mm -hmm. which definitely adds value to all partners in the ecosystem. Okay. I, I can see that your product clearly it's, it's, it's promotes financial inclusion, which is important because our informal sector feeds a lot of people mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people are employed in it. Yeah. So it's important, I think, your, your kind of fintech is quite uh, impactful yep. so and I, I mentioned earlier that you're in uganda you're in kenya you're in tanzania zambia and ghana are you thinking of expanding into other markets yes yes there's definitely work in progress we are already looking at benin Cote d'ivoire and nigeria okay that's a whole west african yes we, yeah. yes we're looking at west africa and that's currently where what we're working on now yeah, and of course, bringing out more products in the countries that were already <laughs> existing because you know things change, and we need to make use of the technology that exists. You know, true. Yeah. And then uh, the the other bit is uh, how how has COVID impacted your business model? Um, I think I wouldn't say we've been hit because most of the. Most of the products that we, we provide are already not, you know, we don't have to face our customer, they don't have to go anywhere, they're quick, they're easy, they're accessible, just on the phone. And of course, but we've been able to see an impact on our customer side with, let's say, delays in repayment because people have lost their jobs. Um, people are just not able to afford what they were, they were affording before. And what we have done, like I mentioned earlier, we're a very, very customer-centric company. We, at that point, when, when COVID, you know, the pandemic just started, we, we decided to try to understand what the problem, or with repayment, where that problem was coming from. And immediately we rolled out surveys, had from, you know, our customers collected insights, and most of the feedback from our customers were, was around, I'm not able to repay, not because I can't, it's just that, not, not because I don't want to, it's just that I, I don't have money, I need to feed my children, I'm not working. And I mean, if you to prioritize, feed children pay for a loan. Yeah, I'll feed my children. Um, exactly, and some are like, you know, they've been very good customers and they're saying, um, how, can I, how can I be able to, I don't want to get a penalty fee because they understand how the model works. Like if I delay, I get a penalty fee, but even if it's just a penalty fee, like if I delay to pay, it might affect my next loan. So we've done a lot of education around that and we get, we're getting this feedback where customers are like, what, you know, help us. 
we, it, we didn't want this and we were understanding and immediately we acted on all our different portfolios and just extended the, for Wewole we extended the term from 7, 14, 30 to 30 and 60 to give them more time to repay, encourage them to pay in bits. So paying back in 30 days or 60 days yes. instead of the seven days? Instead of the, the few days. Okay. But also telling them, even if you have, if you took out a loan for 20,000 or 50,000, even if you have 5K, if you have, even if you have 2,000 shillings, pay, pay back pay in back. bits, it, it's, it helps. And we also waive the penalty fee. So from the time the, pandem uh, the lockdown in Uganda was announced and in all other territories, we took off the penalty fees. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's, that's really, you know, nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So that Maybe helped us, here. that really helped us um, keep our collection rates mm -hmm. up. So your collection rates haven't been uh, significantly affected even in the pandemic because of course you were, res you know, you responded to the customer's needs. They've been impacted in a way because um, the terms have extended. So if we took out a loan at this point and you, you took out a loan for 14 days, we had to, you know, change in the system and go like, it's okay to pay back in 60, 60 days. Okay. So that impact of it delays, but then people actually pay back because they appreciate this, these products. The stories we've had are incredible. People have started businesses, yeah. you know, people have, have taken children to school. People have, you know, paid for emergencies um, and life changing stories. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wendy, thank you so much for speaking to me. I'm going to give you some last words. I, it's been enlightening to know more about you more. Thank you. What would be your, your takeaway, your last words? Um, I think my take, my takeaway would be um, for, we need to maximize uh, the, what, do what the customer needs, understand our customers and encourage inclusion as opposed to short-term um, a short-term benefit so for any fintechs let's say we need to be able to consider the customer for the longest time possible have people included in the system before we, sh we, we start thinking about let's say money and stuff like that because then it really helps you design something that is really good for the customer All right. yeah thank you so much wendy uh ladies and gentlemen they had it from wendy from who uh, works with jumo jumo being a financial technology company the largest financial technology company in the african continent that you don't know about but you will through their services very soon thank you mm -hmm.